Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, a ministry of Sin Church. This is a podcast dedicated to taking all that information you got all up in your brain and giving you real practical application. Hello and welcome to Practically Christian Podcast. We are so excited that you have taken time out to listen to what we have to say. Hope you like it. And as always, for more information, head over to Facebook or Instagram. You can find us at both places. So today we're going to talk about a subject that most people will not talk about because it causes, it tends to cause, let me say that, it tends Mm -hmm. to cause fights. Stress. Anxiety. Division. Calvin Klein. No. Most of our listeners aren't even old enough to know what those commercials were. Eternity. (laughs) Obsession. Okay, let's just stop. That's weird now. I never had any of those. I I mean, seriously. I did. I had all of them. Escape, Eternity, Obsession. You had men's cologne? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? And I had women's cologne because I liked how they smelled together. How come for men it's cologne, for women it's perfume? I don't know. That's our topic for today. (laughs) Tune in. No, but uh, but seriously, I am sure that most listeners, at some point in their life, have heard you never talk about politics or religion. That like that just is one of those unwritten rules. And you never talk about both of them together. Absolutely. Ooh, like that's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Because for most people at Thanksgiving, when you bring up politics or religion, it turns Mm. into (laughs) something along these lines. Yes, true story. And and I get it to a certain degree. Like, I did read two articles. Hang on, I got to try to move this mic. Oh, boy. It's not, like, I feel like I have to turn away from you when I'm talking. (laughs) I wish you guys could see what he looks like right now doing that. So I apologize if there's any mic noise. It just, I can't, like, I can't do that. It looks like he's trying to talk to somebody that's not there. um, And I'm on the other side. But soon, once we have uh, YouTube all set up, you'll see the the many faces of Josh and me while we are on. um... Is it Josh and me or me and Josh? Well, you, when you say you and another person, you always put the other person first. I know, because we're supposed to serve others. Okay, that's a whole other podcast. If he wants to be first, he there should be last. There we go. Tangent. Rabbit hole. Well, really, I had read two articles this week, and it really got me thinking about, you know, other things besides what the articles were. Um, both the articles <laughs> are from... Who we partner with with Theology Mix. Thank you, Theology Mix. Um, so they Hashtag. came up. They came up on my uh, Twitter feed, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh wow, that looks like a a cool article to read because it had the word millennial in it." Mm-hmm. And if you do not know me, I don't know why I am fascinated by. I mean, studying totally millennials, fascinated, like in almost in an unhealthy way. So the the first one I read it was by, and and I'm sorry if I mispronounce the name. Um, it was by John Malone and it was called M-A-L-L-O-N-E. Malone. Okay. I'm sorry again if that's wrong because now we both got it wrong. (laughs) So John, if you're listening, my bad. We apologize. Uh, (laughs) I love you though. 
but a great article. It was called Millennials, the Generation of the Great Omission. Mm. And I was like, interesting. Huh? Yeah, right. It piqued mm-hmm. my interest, you know, good SEO, good like search engine, op, you know, op, op, and mm. it's when you make something optimal. Optimization? Yes, that. <laughs> so, um, you're welcome. And then another article that went with the same article was by Calvinist Picard, and it's called I've Got News for My Fellow Millennials. Hold on. Now, Hold on. The person's name is Calvinist? Their screen uh, name? Pen name, maybe? Pen name? Pen name? Um, okay. But both the articles are written in reference to a Barna group study okay. that was done. That um, that was talking about fifty percent of all millennials believe that it is wrong to share their faith with someone who does not share their faith. Oh, these are okay. So are these are these people that claim Christ? Like they're like, yes, I'm a Christian, but I don't think it's right to share my faith. Or yep. Oh. And and they well, cited. And and the reason I bring these articles up is huh. because they cite pretty much the same reason that we don't talk about religion or we don't talk about politics. Okay. Um, because they don't think it's fair to purposely go out of your way to offend someone that you know is of a different faith. So, like, the Barna study, like, an illustration of what they're really talking about mm-hmm. is, as a Christian, 50% of millennials think it would be wrong to go share your faith with say, a friend that you had that was Muslim. Wow. Because it's not our place to offend them. You know, when I hear that, what I think, I I th- I, am, I picture someone who um, maybe grew up... No, no, no. This article had only words. I wasn't looking at the pictures anymore. It made me think <laughs> of someone that grew up maybe in your kind of church, not in a bad way, but like, you know, they were taught... The, <laughs> that came out wrong. Yeah, it did. Okay, so they were taught like the Romans Road or like, hey, let me ask you a question. If you died tonight, do you let yes, me they finish? Were, they were taught evangelism. Uh, okay. All right. Um, but not necessarily how to have a relationship with someone because I think what the problem is people don't know how to share their faith maybe with a stranger. But it shouldn't be something that makes them uncomfortable talking to someone they know and love. And, you know, if you know and love someone and you care about them, how could you not want to share information about Jesus? Our niece just came home. She heard the background noise. Um, Totally threw me off. (laughs) We thought she was going to be out a little later than that. Um, Apparently at 19, 730 is like your curfew. That's the time. So if if you were... Welcome home, honey. (laughs) But anyway, um, yes, and and I'll put the link to the to both of the articles in the description. Um, if you get a chance, go and read them. Like they're really well written articles, and 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 again, I think it speaks to people's lack of ability to communicate, um, and almost to a selfishness that I think resides in all of us, where sharing turns into I'm going to beat you over the head with the Bible or whatever information I have and I'm going to shove this down your throat and I'm not going to hear anything you have to say and I'm not going to think <laughs> yep like that yes um I'm not going to listen to what you have to say 
you're you're wrong. I'm right. So just shut up and listen. And, all right, there we go. That was go. the last one for a little bit. This this is why I took it away from him last time, <laughs> and I'm about to do it again. Hey, we had enough comments that I got it back. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right in what you're saying, and and Thank again, you. I don't know where this whole concept of you know your faith is a private thing came from. Mm. Um, in in both of these articles, we're talking about that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say. Your you faith know, is private. It, it's your choice and your your private little thing. Right. Hashtag however, live out loud. However, what is the fear we have of discussing politics? Like, you know, I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts mm-hmm. and like whether you're left, right, Democrat, liberal, Republican, conservative, whether you're any of this. I mean, everybody has an opinion on something. like Right. And I was listening to, I was actually listening to the Village Church this morning. Uh, Matt Chandler was talking. And he was saying how um, Jesus didn't come to just like, you know, make everything sweet. He would talk to people and the people he was talking to were like, um, okay, you're kind of upsetting us. You, you got to go. And, and, you know, and Jesus... His response wasn't, oh, I didn't mean to offend you. It was, oh, well, wait, no, no, I have more, and it's going to make you even more upset. Like, if you think you're upset now, you j- just wait till I'm done. Right. And I was like, oh, yes, yes. Because the gospel is offensive, you know. And it's- yes, and the gospel is offensive. And if the gospel offends, that's one that's thing. That's fine. We shouldn't try to right. offend, though. Um, but what I really want to discuss first and and I think the first question that needs to be asked is why do we have this fear mm-hmm. about talking about politics? Mm. Um, and I think I think the first part of that fear is is pretty simple, especially understanding that really people don't like conflict, right. like on a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I firmly believe like if you look at the media, like you look at news, the radio, you know. It, if you're a Christian and you hold to traditional Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. it's very easy to perceive yourself in the minority. Right. You know, because it looks like everybody else is like against you. Right. Um, so I think on one hand, I think people are afraid to share their faith, to share their beliefs um, because they do feel like I'm in the minority. I mean, just if you look at, you know, same sex marriage, for instance. Mm-hmm. Christians, if you look at the news, like, I don't know how the only Christians that made it on the news were, like, the people that were very far out with their beliefs, Mm -hmm. you know, to the extremes on either side. Right. You know, either, oh, yeah, Jesus doesn't talk about homosexuality, therefore it's not wrong. To bashing people outside of a club or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I go, how come we couldn't have found, like... The people that welcome homosexuals in their home and talk to them at church and help guide them through their life or love people hmm. like you know jesus leaves us with the two greatest commandments love god with all your heart mind body and soul and, and love, love your others neighbor. as yourself mm-hmm. right you know and i think somewhere along the lines that got twisted right you know into what we call moral therapeutic deism or this whole concept of if i can just act right if I can just get my stuff together, if I can look like I like don't sin, then I'm doing better right. than 
someone else. Mm-hmm. When the Bible is going to paint the picture of, for all have sinned. Right. And how many times do you have to sin before you are a sinner? One. Right. So, I mean, I'm no better than, you know, than anyone, anyone else. else. Right, right. You know? And I think there are a lot of people that start talking, I mean, and they don't really know what they're talking about. So they're kind of misinformed themselves and then... You know, they're engaging in conversations about politics or religion and they have the wrong information or they're misinformed or lack of information. So I, what I have found is that when people, when people are misinformed or have a little bit of informa- information about s- something big, they get defensive when you question. And, and that kind of goes into what, what I was saying, like... You feel like you're already in the minority, so you feel like everybody is already attacking you. Right. You want, you go in. And you're intimidated. Really, in all honesty, right. that's what it is. You're, you, you know, you're like, you know, take take abortion, right. for instance. You know, if if you're, you know, at work or wherever you are, it does seem, it, again, if you're looking at Twitter, if you're looking at Facebook, if you're looking at, you know, the news, if, if you're, you're, you know, you're following any kind of things like this, mm-hmm. it does seem that if you are pro-life... You're in the minority because right. the other side is so much louder. Right. You know, and, and I, I immediately thought of an episode of SpongeBob when... Um, oh, my gosh. It's called Band Geeks. <laughs> and uh, Squidward <laughs> has to put together this band. Mm-hmm. And Plankton... Or uh, Squidward's asking because, like, this band is terrible. And he right. goes, you know, well, when people want to sound like... They know what they're talking about. They you, shout. You, you, you piqued your son's interest. And, <laughs> and again... That shouting that we hear, some people get intimidated by, Mm -hmm. which leads into what I think the second reason is, is political issues, especially, tend to be very polarizing issues. Yes. In other words, they tend to make these big gaps, Mm -hmm. um, depending on which side of the issue you're on. Right. And I think there are some disciples who are afraid to alienate people. Right. Um, in their lives, mm-hmm. if they were to really stand firm in what they believe. Right. And and it's easy for us to, you know, be in a in an ivory tower looking down at them going, sure. oh, you're weak in your faith or, right. or something of those nature. Mm-hmm. However, these are real people with real relationships, mm-hmm. you know, who love these people that they are dealing with, mm-hmm. who, you know, and, and one of the things I, I was explaining in my apologetics class is it's easy to sit here and say homosexuality is wrong, it is a sin, until you're trying to explain that to your family member. You're trying mm-hmm. to explain that to your brother, your sister, right. you know, your mom, your dad, right. a child, mm-hmm. you know. And then all of a sudden, it becomes real to you. Right. All of a sudden, it's not this theoretical, oh, that's sin. Right. Now you, you it's... You put a face on it. And, and now it's affecting my life. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and now I have to try to navigate these waters. How do I do this? Right. right. And and my advice to anyone in that particular position, you still love them. Right. They're still people. They're still made in the Imago Dei. They right. are still made in the image of God. They are still God's reflection mm-hmm. to his creation. And you love them. And don't forget, someone's been loving you and loves you and will continue to love you through whatever your particular sin is. Right. And 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 that's what I was saying. I don't want to belittle anyone. No. If if that describes you, that's a hard situation. Mhm. Um so please don't don't take this as, you know, us looking at others or us giving the advice to others. 
that, oh, you just, you know, you, you stand firm. It's easy to say. Until you're in the situation and it, you, sometimes, you're trying to. Yeah, sometimes it's very right. hard to do. And, thank, but I, and thankfully, I mean, you and I have been in those situations, you know. A couple times. A <laughs> couple times. A um, couple, couple times. You know, and, mm-hmm. we, and we talked about that on like our Baby Matters podcast. You know, we right. were in that situation where the doctor was like, hey, look, mm-hmm. you know, your, your girls, you know, Debbie was pregnant with twins. And hey, one of them's got spina bifida, is going to die immediately. The other one's going to have Down syndrome, no quality of life. Go ahead Just and abort the approach, right. you know. So I get it. Right. Um, but the big thing is, and, and really, those are, those are really the two big reasons, mm-hmm. is we either are intimidated because we feel like we're in the minority, right. or we're afraid to polarize, to take a stance that is so drastically different right. than, than other people in our lives that, that mm-hmm. really matter to us. Right. You know, and, and so we'd rather not talk about it. And stir the pot and upset anyone. Right. And that way we can just keep on, like, and you, keeping on. You have to remember, it's okay to have a disagreement with someone and it not be the end of the world or the end of the relationship. I mean, Josh and I don't always agree on everything and, you know, we're here. Liar. I know, I know. Um, Get it? Because ha- we're not agreeing on right. that. Right. Uh-huh. Dang so- it, I should have had the soundboard <laughs> open. So... <laughs> We have to um, understand and, and realize it's okay to um, have a disagreement, even a little healthy argument. Just don't don't take it personal. You know, don't don't get so offended, and don't go out of your way to offend other people. It's it's um. I mean, we have to do life together. I thought you were going to say it's offensive. <laughs> no, no, but but really segueing into. And, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do different on the podcast is not be so preachy. Mm. Like, I'm trying to hold the pastor back in. Um, I know, that's hard for you. It it really is. Mm -hmm. But, segueing into this, like, um, does the Bible even speak to this? Is this an issue that the Bible speaks to? And and one of the things I tell the kids in class all the time is, Mm. there is nothing we deal with today Mm -hmm. that isn't somewhere in the Bible. Right. Um, so as it pertains to government, mm. does the Bible speak about it? Yes. Yes, it does. Had this like, conversation today. You know, Ephesians 6, it, it talks about the rulers and the principalities, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that our battle is against. Um, in Colossians 1, it, it tells us that Jesus is the one who establishes and holds together right. all things, mm-hmm. including governments and rulers. And we 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 are to honor that position even if we don't like the person, we should be honoring and respecting that position and being in prayer for them and, you know, not and choosing not to engage in malicious conversation that's going to be divisive. If it's going to be divisive for the sake of being divisive. That's right. Yes. I mean... Thank you for that clarification. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, Isaiah 9 also talks about the government being on... Mm-hmm. The servant of God's shoulders, shoulders again, right. a foreshadowing of Jesus. Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2 both talk about government, both talk about being submissive to those that God puts in authority places over of you. authority over you. Right. So again, whether I agree or not, Jesus is the one who is in ultimate control of all this. Right. He is the one who establishes everything. Right. Um. And understand this too, like while we're talking, especially about the Romans in First Peter. When Paul and Peter write this, understand 
the government of that time was an evil Roman emperor. Right. Um, who was literally rounding up Christians and making them, like, fight wild animals. Oh, gosh. Like Gladiator? Yes. That's um, It was an emperor who was literally rounding up Christians and beating them and killing them and oh taking gosh. their stuff. And, and they sit down and they write and they go, hey, be submissive to those who God places in authority over you. Right. That God's going to deal with them. You don't have to worry about that. But... <laughs> But sometimes I think people get lost on wanting to see that justice take place in front of them. Oh, absolutely. Instead of, and I mean, I've felt like that before. Um, Instead of going, God's going to deal with this according to how he sees fit. And really the, the last thing I want to bring up on as far as this podcast, because, you know, the Bible talks about government and the Bible talks about what we should do as far as government is concerned. Um, the last couple of things I want to bring up is one, what topics do you think are off limits? limits? Me personally? Yep. Like what topics do you think like this is something we should never talk about? Insert Harry Potter something because I don't watch Harry Potter. Mm, I'm, I don't know if I'm the right one to ask for that. I mean, I don't think there's anything off limits. I will literally talk to anyone about anything. I And I agree. And that's my point. I like, don't understand. I, I well, like part of the problem is is we we set these conversations as off limit for whatever reason. Well, hang on. I remember growing up, we were never allowed to talk about how much money came in the house, how much money went out, um, who your parents voted for. Uh, I mean, that was huge. Um, what else? That's that's pretty much it. And and really, that's the point I'm driving to. How do I expect to? teach my children how do i expect to disciple my children mm-hmm. if i'm going these are topics that we we shouldn't talk about because they cause division they cause fights and they cause arguments like every time it's time to vote we take our kids with us to the ballots right like to the ballots that's not right to the polls it is right to the no you cast ballots but we take our kids why because whether you believe it or not we live in the greatest country on the earth right like you know, and, and that's not a dig on anyone else's country. You know, I'm sure everyone believes that their country is the greatest, mm-hmm. except for, you know, the immigrants who are trying to get to America now that Trump's trying to ban. Um, but <laughs> anyway, insert. <laughs> um, anyway, but how am I going to teach them if I don't take them? Right. If how you am I going to teach them, them and keep them away from it and go, no, no, no. Right. You don't get to know about this. This is a secret. Right. Yeah. You know, so so one thing is nothing should be off limits. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we really need to understand is because we've made things off limits, we've taken ourselves out of the fight. Right. So in other words, like we got to a place where, okay, it was just kind of accepted. If, if you were an American, you were considered kind of some sort of Christian. Um, and then that was kind of like now all of a sudden it's. Oh, wait, America's hostile towards Christianity. Right. And it's like, well, we took ourselves out of the fight. What Mm -hmm. did you expect to happen? Right. Like, the fight didn't stop just because we did. It's still there. Right. And it's been going and going and going. But while we, you know, rested on our laurels, as it may be, Mm -hmm. we woke up one day and and went, oh, wow, this doesn't look like I remember it looking. Mm -hmm. Because the fight now is different. Right. And... That's our fault. 
that's because we don't enter into these conversations because it, it may be a hard conversation to have. It may be, you know, and, and there are a lot, you know, I, I brought up immigration a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. And no, that wasn't a discussion on immigration. That's not my particular stance on immigration. But right. we got to the point where we're not allowed to talk about stuff like that because that might offend someone. Instead of talking to work it out and see what we can come up with as a solution, it immediately turns into, I don't agree with you and I'm going to argue with you about it. Right. And and we need to understand, like, if you look at the Old Testament, what was, like, the role of the prophets? Elijah calls out Ahab. You know, here's how you're sinning. Right. Like, I'm going to call you out on this. You know, Nathan calls out David. Hey, yeah, you know, this child's going to die, and here's why. Right. You had an adulterous relationship. You had her husband murdered. Now your kid's going to die. Like, now God's taking your baby. A, yes. Mm-hmm. Moses calls out the entire nation of Israel mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, the entire point of a prophet or a judge was to call people to repent, to right. call people to go, Hey, we need to get back into right relationship with God. And you know, sometimes, I mean, I know for me personally, sometimes I need a, as some people call a come to Jesus meeting. So I need someone to check me and be like, Hey, what it, you know, listen to what you just said or, or, you know, maybe no, not call me out to the carpet, but that means fight, right? Well, no, it it means you know what I mean. Like Like, you need to come out here and answer for right. So, I mean, that's not always a bad thing. No, in fact, but what we have to keep in mind is that call to repent. That that was a call to repent. Mm -hmm. That was a call to come back to God. That was a call to recenter on Jesus. Like that's what the call was for. Right. It wasn't to cause pain or hurt. That just to do it. It was to right. You know, you birth out of pain. Absolutely. And and so, like, that needs to be our stance. Now, how do we approach conversations like this? Well, you know, if you've if you studied any kind of apologetics before, you've heard First Peter 3.15, you know, always be ready to have a defense for the right. hope found in you. Which is where the word apologetics comes from. From the Greek apologia, yeah. Thank you. Anytime. Um, that's what I'm here for, calling mm-hmm. you out on the carpet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, we need to be ready to have that defense. We also need to have the defense. Right. Um, and, and I think that's where we lack at. And, and we, we kind of pull the whole ostrich thing. Like, oh, I don't like where this is going, so I'm just going to stick my head in the sand because, heaven forbid, everybody doesn't like me. I thought that was flamingos. No. And, they do, and ostriches don't actually do that. But that's where that saying comes from. Mm. But at the end of verse... At the end of that verse, Peter ends it with this. But be gentle and kind. Right. I can disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And, and we can be on totally different eyes. Right. Or not eyes, but, you know. Sides. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. I think my temperature's going up. <laughs> you said sides, and I was like, yep. But just because we disagree doesn't mean that we can't have a relationship doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you love each other any less right. or, you know, you're not going to be there any less. But um, we need to get back to a place where we can have these conversations with each other. We need right. to get back to a place where we're not worried. Like our whole goal isn't going, how can I not be offensive? Our goal is going, how can we go deeper into Christ? Right. Like that needs to be the goal. And if the goal is not that. And you'll be shocked how much that can deepen your relationship with that person where you've taken it to that next level. Of, wow, I didn't think we could have this conversation without 
you know, killing each other. Right. And and it's, it's like it's I've trust. told you since since we've been married. There's absolutely nothing that could happen. Like Debbie could could come up to me tomorrow and go, "Hey, look, yeah, I cheated on you. It was you know a mistake I made." That doesn't automatically end in divorce. We can talk through things. Like we can get over things. Like right. that's the whole point of being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh, this got too hard for me. All now right, I'm out. I'm done. And I mean, and that was hard for me because, as you guys might know, <laughs> I am known to be a runner. <laughs> But it, but it really boiled down to that. As long as we can keep talking, mm-hmm. we can keep working through anything. Right. So this week, I challenge you. Have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. Don't go okay. into them, you know, looking for a fight. Go right. into them with gentleness and with kindness. Look, Seeking with to respect. understand and love. And, and in some cases, rebuke incorrect. Right. Like, in love. It's, yes. But, um, I mean, it's going to happen. Sure. Like, and, and on the flip side. Understand that if people are coming to you, maybe maybe you are looking at it a little bit wrong. Right. You know, but let's stop being afraid of having these conversations and let's let's bring, you know, this back into Yeah, we need to have these conversations. This is gonna make us stronger. Right. So until next week, we love you and we can't wait to talk to you Thank again. You for Bye guys. Practically Christian Podcast. Please rate, comment, and share because we cannot do this without all of your love and support. For more information, go to sent.church. Until next week, keep running the race set before you, and we love you.